Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and this is just a little bonus edition of Cobras and Fire, part of our Three Hits from Hell series. I had the opportunity to speak with Iced Earth Burnt Offerings producer Tom Morris, a uh, famous kind of, of Morris sound. They've uh, they done a lot of production with... Uh, you know, just the whole Florida metal scene through the uh, late 80s, early 90s, or all the 90s, and it continues on today. They've, they've recorded with a bunch of other artists and stuff like that, too. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a companion piece to, to the uh, the Iced Earth episode that uh, dropped this week. This is just kind of a little bit of a, a an added bonus. I would like to say one thing about this. When I was interviewing Tom, I was being incessantly bombarded by phone calls from one particular person uh and no it was not loose cannon and it really i'm not gonna lie you'll hear it it it, it, kind of threw me off my game a little bit i don't typically stick to my notes as rigid as i did on this one and it you know listening back it really affected you know i was just curious what the hell could possibly be so urgent why are you not letting this fucking go and it, it really just diverted my attention away from that. I explain all that because this is really short. And, and listening back, there was a lot of opportunity for me to kind of dig into other stuff with Tom. I reached out to him afterwards to explain. Hopefully down the road uh, we'll, we'll set up something bigger and talk about his whole career because he's worked with a lot of really fascinating artists and stuff like that. But with that said, I also decided to largely not edit anything out. Typically with the interviews, there's a little bit of you know inter- introductory conversation uh, that I take out uh, when I uh, post it for mass um, for mass consumption for all you people to hear. Uh, I decided just to let this roll. It is what it is. Uh, Tom was very gracious, and he was great. And I, I do think you're going to get some interesting nuggets here. Uh, thanks to Gene Vogel for helping me kind of prep for this one. I definitely could have done it without him. I just don't know that much about Iced Earth. I know a lot more than I did two weeks ago. And we hope to have little uh, bonuses like this for each episode of uh, Three Hits from Hell. But all I can say right now is that uh, the feelers have been put out. Um, everything is really tentative, so I don't know that uh, we'll be able to pull it off in the time we have left. But uh, fingers crossed. Anyway, that being said, here is producer Tom Morris, uh, producer of the Ice Earth record we just talked about, Burnt Offerings.
Hello. Baco? Yeah, this is me. Hey, it's Tom Morris. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. How about you? I am doing okay. I'm sorry about that. I was actually uh, just... I had to go pick up John Schaefer from uh, the airport because <laughs> my... He and my brother are working on a new uh, Demons and Wizards album, and uh, uh, my brother got a little sick and couldn't pick him up at the airport, so I volunteered to go pick him up, and it ran late, so I apologize about that. Uh, yeah, no problem. I appreciate your calling back. Sure. All right. Um, well, I'll give you just a quick rundown of what we're trying to do here. Um, for the month of Halloween, we're kind of picking. Uh, we did last year. We did like a three-part Black Sabbath deal, and then uh, between each episode, we actually posted little interviews with people who contributed to uh, whatever era we were talking to. And uh, this year, we're doing uh, a thing called Three Hits from Hell, and it, okay. me and the uh, the other the other host and our special guest all pick one record, and the first one up was Iced Earth. So, uh, kind of in huh? honor of like Halloween. Okay. And uh, that's where you come in, so. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, uh, if you're ready to go, I can just intro you, and we're ready to, I'm already recording, so. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry I am driving while we talk, but I didn't want to make you wait, so <laughs> um, if that's okay, um, that's fine with me. Yeah, that's fine. I think I think we'll be all right. Okay. I'd like to welcome to the program uh, Tom Morris of uh, Morris Sound, um, Morris Sound Studios in uh, Tampa, Florida, if I got that right. That's correct. All right. Well, uh, Tom, I kind of gave you the the heads up on what we were doing here. We're talking about the Iced Earth record, Burn Offerings, which, of course, uh, among many Iced Earth records you produced. Yeah, it was actually the last full album that uh, I produced with them. But uh, they've done most of their albums uh, either with myself or with my brother, Jim. Okay. Yeah. you know, there were a large amount of times between, or a large amount of time, I was like, at least especially for the times, before of the previous record and Burnt Offerings. It was like four or five years, if I if I get my numbers right here. Yeah, I think it was probably around four years in between. Um, uh, between Storm Rider and, uh, and Burnt Offerings. And there, there was a, um, a lot of things going on uh, at that time for Iced Earth which is part of why it ended up being kind of a, a break. Okay. Um, so not the least of which uh, is, you know, a, a new singer, um, a, a very ambitious writing project for the new album and uh, some potential contract disputes. With Century Media there? So um, that in, ended up... Uh, costing a bit of time in between projects. All right. Um, uh, the new singer you're talking about is Matthew Barlow. Now, he was pretty inexperienced at the time, if I understand correct. Yeah, I don't I don't think he'd ever recorded before when, when we went in the studio. Uh, how would you rate his performance? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I deal with a, a wide variety of singers from uh, in studio situations, from people that are... Uh, complete novices to people who are well-seasoned professionals. Um, and as a, as a pretty much a complete novice, I thought he handled things fairly well. He was, uh, amenable to, uh, you know, criticism and, and, uh, wasn't, uh, didn't react badly to being told, you know, let's try it this way. Let's do it that way. Uh, watch your pitch, watch your time, that sort of thing, which 
Some singers have a hard time uh, taking criticism, even when it's meant constructively. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he did not. He, he wasn't dealing with that uh, ego issue where uh, it, it, so it wasn't prop, uh, really a problem. I thought he did really well. You know, the the gentleman who picked the record, one of the questions he had for me, he wanted to know what John's mindset was going into the, into this record. Uh, was it, uh, you had worked with, with Ice Earth on the previous, I think, two records. Uh, yeah, I'd was, done all the recording before then, yeah. Was there uh, a noticeable difference in, in his approach? Well, it, um, John, uh, I consider to be a good friend. Um, at, at this point, when we first met, uh, he was... And, and continues to be one of the most um, focused, determined musicians I think I have ever worked with um, in terms of his work ethic and determination to work on projects and, and do the best that he can. Um, so I think he took approach and, and as his writing skills and performance skills uh, grew, Along with the the band, I, I think he wanted to push things to a, a bigger, better level with each project. And I I think when we went from Stormrider um, to Burnt Offerings was probably a, a much more ambitious project on many fronts for him. Um, so you know it it becomes stressful when you're you're really trying to advance like that uh, and and uh, really step out from uh, in terms of your skill level, your writing, your playing, and then all the other aspects of what goes into an album production. And uh, you know, how, how long did you spend in the studio on this record? Well, now you're really stretching my, <laughs> um, my, my memory. Um, at the time, I can't tell you how many hours or days we spent um, it was kind of done somewhat piecemeal in that uh, all the guys were in the band had day jobs as well. Um, so it wasn't like we could go in and, and work for a, you know, a couple of weeks straight in the studio and knock out an album. It was more like, okay, we can do this weekend or those nights and kind of put it together um, in more of a piecemeal fashion. So, I, and honestly, I can't remember, um, going back that far, what our schedule was like. It was, uh, um, I mean, Century Media at the time uh, did not have big record budgets, so I can promise you it wasn't, it wouldn't have been weeks of recording it, um, even if we were able to do it straight. Fair enough. Um, what about the 2001 reissue? That's a pretty quick turnaround for uh, for doing something like that. Um, a couple questions there. Was there what was the reason for doing it so so soon after the release? And also, was this we weren't really sure. Was this a full remix? Um, there, there no, not the whole album. Uh, there were individual cuts that were remixed, um, and that that boils down to just John. I think not being happy with the way some things came out. Um, in particular, when we were working on that record, we had some real issues with the the drummer at that time uh, and his skill level in the studio. Okay. Uh, so I, I think it 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 never really turned out to have the the kind of um, 
performance that John had been hoping for on the project, and it was his decision to to try to to redo some of that and and make it better. Uh, what are your general thoughts and memories of this record? What are my general? I'm sorry, I didn't quite hear. You all know, that. just like you know, when you're looking back, how how do you view this record? Is it one of your favorites? Uh... I think it was my favorite Iced Earth record for a number of reasons, um, that, that at least the, of the ones that I worked on. Uh, in, in the earlier stuff, I think John was still kind of finding his place as a songwriter, um, uh, especially, and I think his songwriting uh, was really coming into its own with with this album compared to some of the earlier work. Um so from that aspect, yeah, I, I, I kind of look back on that as as my favorite of the ones that that I produced with John. When would be the last time you listened to it? Actually, when uh, <laughs> when you uh, <laughs> sent me an email saying, "Hey, could I do an interview?" I had to go back and listen to it. To re- I mean, uh, I, I I've done a lot of records since then. Yeah. Of so, course. yeah. Um, um, and it sounds like you still have a pretty good relationship with John. You're picking him up at the airport today. Yeah. Like I said, I can, I consider John to be a good friend. Um, he always has been and, and I think always will be. Well, um, a couple things beyond, uh, the ice earth thing. Uh, uh, you've worked with quite a few bands, almost every metal act from Florida. Uh, I saw sabotage. So I got kick on some of your credits. Did you do yep. something with Manson, uh, before he kind of broke? Yeah, I actually recorded the demos that Trent Reznor heard and signed the band from. Okay. Another um, one was uh, Seven Mary Three. I like that record, American Standard. I guess I, I didn't know yeah. that you were the producer on that. but Yeah, I produced uh, their first four records. Um, so, yeah. And you also uh, listed John Travolta and Beyonce. What did you do with those guys? <laughs> uh, Travolta uh, came in to work on a movie soundtrack um, that ended up not actually getting produced his his film production company had bought the rights to a story of a a big band jazz singer from new jersey that was mob connected and so he was going to do this movie about it and he was he came in to do pre-records on a bunch of songs that he wanted to use in the in the film um but then the film ended up get get not getting produced as far as i know um, and Beyonce, I actually recorded uh, Volk, the Destiny's Child was in town uh, on a tour, on an album at the time and needed to get vocals done. So I recorded vocal tracks on a couple of, uh, for a couple of the, the tunes on that album. All right, on. Well, Tom, uh, I, first of all, I really appreciate your time. Uh, I heard the record for the first time, just to let you know, two two weeks ago when we prepped to do uh-huh. this. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I was an Iced Earth virgin, and, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> well, so, good. Uh, I'll be checking out more of their stuff. But uh, once again, thank you for your time. I was talking to Tom Morris of Morris Sound Studios in Tampa, Florida. Anything else you'd like to say? No, I, I, I think um, we covered it. Thanks for uh, letting me talk. Hey, I really appreciate your time, Tom. You have a good day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.